right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. Uh, got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but let's start light. Let's, instead of talking politics or anything uh, that's stupid or heavy or not deep, because we're not deep, but let's start light. Jake, you, the man who always says comic book movies are stupid, they're for kids, you don't like yeah. them... You got dragged to see Wonder Woman. You saw Wonder Woman. I did. I did, reluctantly. And uh, against my will, my girlfriend had to drug me to get me into the theater. Uh, don't like comic book movies. That being said, it was for a comic book movie, it was all right, man. Um, if you like comic book movies, go see it. Uh, I thought it was decent. However, I, I, people, I think, probably didn't like the movie. Really butch field hockey players, man. Because I know they probably heard about the movie and they were like, listen, we're going to make a uh, pro, like, woman power movie. Um, it's going to be about a female action star who kicks a lot of ass. And they were all like, that's me. I got this. I'm six foot tall. I got a crew cut. I can kick pretty much any dude's ass I've ever met. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we want, like, a pro woman movie in, like, a young, fuckable kind of way. That's what the studio said is, like, hot. We want sexy, not... Not muscular. Yeah, not, pretty much. Not uh, the old wrestler China. They want, you know, a uh, Victoria's Secret model that can kick ass. Yeah, they, they don't want China. They they want... Uh, they want basically someone a third of China's size. And it's, yeah, who's, who's the current one? Ronda Rousey? They don't, they don't even want someone muscular like her. They want someone that's toned and sexy they like i said victoria's secret you know they want the uh because it's movie you don't have to be athletic you could just everything's special effects so yeah yeah it's uh the thing is though is it's it's sort of a weird paradox with female action stars and and the thing is is you can make a, a physically uh intimidating looking female action star you can do it but What's physically attractive to, to most women is like a muscular dude. So that works. That's physically intimidating. Whereas like the, the top five women that I find attractive are probably the last five women I would want kicking in the door if I was kidnapped by Eastern European gangsters. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to they have to choose. They're like, do we want a physically intimidating looking woman? Or do we want to err on the side of of young of like small and good looking and what dudes are into? So it's it's sort of this weird thing where you you have this movie that's supposed to be like a you know the idea of it's like a pro woman kind of thing, but it's like you just hired frat bros as your producers and they were like, all right, dude, here's our fucking pro woman action movie. Uh, first of all, she's half naked the whole time. I mean, it's armor, but it's more like metal lingerie, you know, and uh, the the bottom are cutting flat so the wind blows it up and her panties are sticking out the whole time uh also her makeup never gets smeared even when she gets hit in the face with shrapnel because she's the daughter of a god and she was born on an island of goddesses and uh you know they got really high-end makeup so she just kind of basically runs around looking like a swimsuit model the whole time that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I want to challenge you. I want you to just answer yes or no because you said uh, you you enjoyed this movie. You thought it was all right. It was passable, or did you enjoy it? I'm gonna go with passable, dude. I I would not okay. sit through it again. But I I 
don't like comic book movies. I mean, it, it's just not my thing. It, the plot was a little more creative than most comic book movies. Most comic book movies tend to be, oh, the, the, some nerdy guy gets powers that he just kind of slips into and he's like coming to terms with it and what's going on and what should I do with these? And then some dick comes along who also has separate powers and now they got to fight for all of humanity. And, oh, there's some lady who he meets in the beginning and he makes an awkward uh, fool of himself because he's kind of a buffoon. And he ends up hooking up with her in the end once he's got the powers. Okay, well, see, I have not seen Wonder Woman. I need to come clean on that. And the reason is, um, right now it's critically acclaimed. It's it, Every reviewer is saying it's awesome. It's above 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It might even be like 94%, something like that. But that said... Two of my trusted, trusted friends said, it's not that good. They, gave, they said it's like you. It's like, ah, it's passable, but it's not good. It's not, it's not as good as the critics are saying. And so I haven't seen it because I trust them. And I kind of worry that you're being accurate, that you're saying, yeah, it's watchable. It's all right. I don't want to see it again. But the problem is I did see a couple of critics say what you said, said, ah, it's all right, or it's not that good. And they immediately got slammed with the, you're being sexist, you're horrible, how dare you, you just can't handle a female superstar. See, but the thing is, I think it's kind of sexist. Like, the whole thing is, you're not showing a physically intimidating, you're not, you're not getting Ronda Rousey, you're not getting the, the Hulk-looking woman that knocked out Ronda Rousey, you are getting a, a, a swimsuit model or whatever, and you just... I'm just saying if I was kidnapped by gangsters and I was like, okay, who do you want to kick in the door right now? Do you want five clones of the actress who played Wonder Woman or not even an athlete, just a fat trucker named Margie from Oklahoma, all right? I'm going with Oklahoma Margie to kick in the door with fucking Copenhagen in her lip, you know, in the, in the trucker's wallet chain. And that's who I want over... The Wonder Woman, but they wanted to go, let's eh, make her look hot so guys will jack off to her. So I'm, I'm like, it, yeah, that was my complaint with it. And, and, and it made it unrealistic for me because I now can't get it. It's like, plus, I, you know, I was, I was in the army a bit. So I look at like, yeah, I know this magical powers and shit, but I'm like, that's your, ar- that's your, that's your armor. It's a fucking metal corset. That's not armor. That's not, it's not protecting you. Get, get her a fucking suit of armor, man. Come on. Well, I hear you. I'm just saying that it seems like no one is allowed to say anything critical. See, you're saying something woman positive about the movie, saying that it is sexist, and I hear you, and I think I agree with you. I'm just saying that I, I don't think most critics, anyone that said, ah, the action wasn't that good, they immediately get slammed for saying, like, oh, you just can't handle a female director that made this movie. And so I think a lot of people that would say that it wasn't that great are just being quiet because they don't want to get shit on by this backlash of how dare you criticize this thing we love. You're criticizing it in a way that I think you could get away with because you're, you're saying very positive things. I think anybody that just Oh, no, says, I'm not saying that's why I found the movie boring. I just, I don't like well, here, uh, superpower that's, movies. I just, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. but the thing is, it's like I realize that about myself. I realize that that is a type of movie that I'm going to have an automatic bias against because I, I fucking downward I, I, I downright despise comic book movies. So And that's where I want to if go. anything me saying I don't like it is almost in, in some ways a positive review uh, for a comic book movie because if I like it too much, that means theoretically um, it might not have what 
a, a, a person who is into comic book movies is looking for it. Does that make sense? It does, but that's where I want to challenge you. I just want you to answer yes or no. I'm going to start asking you a series of comic book movies. Oh, there's absolutely going to be contradictions. I, lo- I loved the one with, with uh, Heath Ledger, the the, the Batman one. Yeah, yeah. Heath, like, See, that was okay, a well, fucking here, Let me just start movie. asking you questions. Then. So you've seen The Dark Knight. Yeah. How about Batman Begins? I, I don't I don't remember. Okay. I can't keep them all Guardians straight, of man. the Galaxy. No. Logan. Oh, I think I did see Batman Begins. Okay, Logan. Logan didn't... Wait, no, I think I did. I think I did. That was the one with, like... It's like Wolverine's kind of coming to power story or whatever, no, right? No, it's the most recent one. Logan as an old man. It's old man I, Wolverine. No, no, I've, I've seen one of those. I didn't care for it. Okay, but did you see Logan? That's what no. I'm asking. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange. That's a James Bond movie, right? No, I'm, these are super. See, that's the problem. Is when you were talking about comic book movies, I just named some of the best ones out there. There, the almost every one I've named, if if it's not up to the Dark Knight, you know, in quality, it's right touching up against it. Like Logan is is bumping up against the Dark Knight. They're, see, they're I'm not so trying to good. weed through no, 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 no. Like just sixty-seven so Spider-Man say, movies to see one decent movie, though, man. That's, but, that's the thing about these comic book movies, man. See, now you're just you're you're making excuses. My point is, when you say Wonder Woman isn't all that bad, you thought it was watchable. You haven't seen the best comic book movies out there, so something that could be middling, like ah, eh, you know, that wasn't so bad. That I think comic book people might not like it because they've seen so many better ones. Guardians of the Galaxy, fantastic fucking movie. Logan incredible goddamn movie. I mean, these are all good movies, and I like most comic book movies. There are, there are some really shitty ones, like um, X-Men Apocalypse, just a dog shit. But the one right before it, X-Men Days of Future Past, I can just put that on at any time, and I just I find it fast. I think it's very good filmmaking, good stories, and I like it. So that's where I'm when you approach it from the point I've of, seen oh. one or two X-Men's but I'm not sure which one so yeah. I, yeah it's one of those I can't keep them straight they all seem the same to me and I, I just I, I I don't get into it man I, I don't know if it's because I didn't really grow up reading comic books or I, I, I just I I, I don't you know then again I, I I do like the occasional good one that yeah you know, I find watchable but uh it's it's not most of them so it yeah, I mean, I would I would say if you're into comic book movies, go see it. If they're not really your thing, probably stay away from it. See, but that's where I'm coming at it, as you say. If you really like comic book movies, go see it. But people that like comic book movies, that's what I just said. They like good comic book movies like Guardians of the Galaxy and Logan. And the people I trust said, Wonder Woman's not all that good because it doesn't compare with the Heath Ledger Batman. It doesn't compare with the best comic book movies. Oh, no. Like, if you're putting it next to the Heath Ledger Batman, it it absolutely gets fucking destroyed, man. Um, That's that's, no question. But, I mean, it's... It's almost unfair to compare it to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it's. I thought that, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't remember what year that was. I was pissed that that didn't even get nominated for an Oscar because it's a comic book movie. That way, it can't be that good. That the Dark Knight was the best film of that year. It beat whatever serious art house. I was. Art House Smell Your Own Fart movie came out that everybody said, "Oh, look at the acting in this. Look at the the well, now costumes." I'm What's now that? I'm curious. Now, now I'm curious of which one won that year. Do you remember what year that was? Uh, I can look it up quick because I want here. Well, think about this. While I look it up, I was reading an article. We'll stay on movies. I thought this was funny. Did you hear of the new Will Ferrell movie called The House? It came out last weekend. Did you hear of the it? The House. 
Basically, oh, I've seen I've seen posters for it like on a subway. So he, it's yeah. like a gambling one, right? Exactly. He and Amy Poehler open a casino in their house in order to pay for their kid to go to college, and it flopped. It bombed. It tanked. And so I was reading an article this morning. It's funny we're talking movies that said that oh, it looks like Hollywood won't make any more. Uh, R-rated mo- comedies because they've been bombing. There was a Scarlett Johansson one that just tanked, and this one just tanked. And it's funny. The article said uh, that a couple of years ago you had like The Hangover that made so much money, and Bridesmaids made a ton of money. Why aren't these new movies succeeding? And then they do. They run down this list that talk about these new movies that on Rotten Tomatoes are like sixteen percent, twenty percent versus The Hangover seventy nine percent, and Twenty One yeah. Jump Street R-rated eighty five percent. Maybe stop making shitty movies. Maybe you just don't throw shit at a script. Like the guy that made this movie, The House, also made a movie called Neighbors with Seth Rogen. I couldn't make it 15 minutes into that movie. It was so unwatchable. They they think they can just throw shit out there like, oh, it's a crazy, yeah. wacky comedy and everybody will go see it. Maybe make a good fucking movie. Maybe that's why the ones that are critically uh, acclaimed are the ones that were the successful ones. Just saying. Let me look up The Dark Knight. Tell me your thoughts on that. Like, make... The, the, the Hollywood just throws shit at the screen and expects us well, a lot to of it, eat I, it I up remember, like pablum. Yeah. You say, you say, wait, what about Patton? No, like pablum, like 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 we're Pavlov's dogs, Pav- oh, where okay. we just start salivating. Yeah, oh, Pavlov, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you said I Patton. I was like, that's an old movie. <laughs> okay. Dark but, Knight came out in 2008. Now let me hit 2008 Oscar winner. But yeah, I, I don't remember which podcast I was listening to when they, they mentioned this, but I, I thought it made a lot of sense. Like The reason you see so many comic book movies and sequels and remakes and just movies where it seems like the premise has, has, has kind of been done. Like, oh, it's, uh, it's the guy that doesn't get along with his younger neighbor. Let's make a fucking movie about that. That's probably never been done before. Actually, yes, it has. It's like, it's... Kind of not that interesting a premise, but the reason you tend to get so much of this same stuff over and over and over again is uh, people are just kind of stealing the movies now. They're streaming them either for very cheap, you know, off the actual streaming sites, or, you know, what's probably a little more common, people are just stealing from torrent stuff. So it's not... It's not like it was where they're making all this money from people going to the the, the theaters because they're not doing that anymore, uh, and they're they're certainly not selling any more DVDs. And so it's sort of like uh, as a public, we get what we pay for. You know, they used they used to write original shit, but now that we don't have as much money for that, so just get something easy that people are familiar with, and 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 just put it on auto repeat, which seems to be what they're doing for the most part with movies. Oh, and that because they're successful. I still like going to the theater, and that's the other... See, I hear what you're saying, and I agree, and that is part of the case. People are stealing movies, and it hurts jobs, and it sucks. Uh, I don't steal movies because I like the big screen experience. It doesn't matter how big your TV screen in your room is in your house. When you go to a movie theater, you're still getting a much better uh, yeah. size and sound experience. And movie theaters are stepping up the game. I like the movie theaters that, you know, put the reclining chairs in and you can order a meal and a beer if you want it. I don't want beer, but you know what I'm saying? Is like they, they realize, oh, we're competing with people that have home movie theaters. Let's step up our game. I think they've yeah, been doing a good job. Yeah, you got to step up your game, especially, especially for porn theaters, man. I went to a porn theater the other day that had a privacy tent. So a guy can whack off in the theater. You know what I mean? It kind of gives himself a little, you know, you kind of pull it up over you, you zip it up, almost like a little sleeping bag. Um, that way you can jack in the theater without people looking at it. Or, you know, you can you can sit in a section with no privacy tent. It's like a big party like it was back in the old days. You know, the porn, porn theaters have upped their games. 
Well, they should. I've only been to one porn theater, and that was back in college, and there was a guy that sat down uh, directly behind my friends and I. We all went in to giggle, and it was hilarious. We were in the combat zone in Boston, and uh, it wasn't even the a... The combat zone? That was the name of it? Yeah, that was... Uh, Google it. Uh, there's oh, a, man. It I've never actually be... been in a porn theater. That, that was kind of before my time, man. Oh, yeah. It's gone now. The combat zone was legendary, and by the time I got to college, it was almost gone, um, but... So we went, we're like, we have to go. It's this legendary The combat place. zone. Yeah. A lot of good men contracted HIV and died in the combat zone. <laughs> well, that's, I, uh, so we go to the theater and we sit down. And the f- first thing we realize is, like, everybody goes to the porn theater by themselves just to, like, you know, jerk off. And here you've got three college kids sitting in there laughing. It's like, okay, this is inappropriate to begin with. We're all sitting next to one another. But then it was pretty cool because there were prostitutes in one corner that were making the rounds. And there was a drug dealer in the other corner. And we're sitting there just taking this all in and then this guy sits down right behind us and we're like uh well that's awkward because you know it's not packed it's not like the screening of star wars coming out opening day there's like 10 of us in the entire 300 seat theater so for someone to sit right behind us we're like fuck that noise none of us wants jizz in our hair i don't know what you're doing sitting near us but either way it wasn't it wasn't um it was a theater but they didn't have film stock what they did is you know those old school tv things with the like the red green and blue that projected a vhs tape or a dvd onto a big screen oh yeah that's what they did in this theater so it wasn't even film it was like this shitty grainy projected too big onto a screen porn but it was funny i remember just if if burt reynolds character from boogie nights could see that that's what porn theaters had turned into we we would have cried it would have yeah. killed him it would have. Okay, so two thousand. here's the 2008 Oscar winner for Best Picture, and I like this film, but I still think The Dark Knight Batman is better than this film, and if you want to argue it, that's fine, because I have a serious, serious issue with this film. I love the film, but I also hate it at the same time. No Country for Old Men. Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I still liked it more than Batman. I mean, it's close, dude. I can't really argue it. I, I mean, they're both up there for me. But, yeah, I, I love No Country for Old Men. I loved it, but I still, seeing it in the theater, I remember just snapping almost right away. It's toward the beginning when uh, uh, Brolin is in bed and he goes, all right, and he gets up and takes the guy water. And I'm, I wanted to scream. like I don't, the, I don't remember that. But it's been too goddamn long. That's what sets the entire seen. goddamn movie in. So he goes, so what happens is he's out hunting, Josh Brolin is, he comes across the, the, the massacre scene where all the drug dealers and shot one another, and he realizes that one wandered off. He goes and finds the, the sack of money. But at the massacre scene, there's a guy in the car that's just barely clinging to life a uh, Mexican guy going, agua, agua. And he's like, nah, no agua, no agua. And he goes and finds the money and he goes home. And then he's sitting there and he goes, God damn it, or whatever. Gets up and goes and takes water to the guy. The guy's dead now. And as he's there trying to give water to this dead guy, the drug dealers, you know, show up that the, the drug over, like someone in the drug cartel said, hey, wait a second, our, our drug guys didn't come back with the money or the money guys didn't come back with the drugs. So they found the massacre. So they just sat back and watched like, okay, let's see who shows up next. And then Josh Brolin shows up with water and that sets the entire movie in motion. And I'm like, that, that is a serious flaw to me. Just don't fucking go back to the scene of the crime. You are literally home. You stumbled across this, you got the money, you're good, fucking you're good for him to go back to the scene of the crime, to the drug deal, the failed drug deal, to the massacre, to all the dead bodies. Of course he's going to get caught, and I just can't get over that. As much as I love the movie and love the pacing, 
and there's there are so many flaws in the movie for that I love. Yeah. Like, there, I mean, I, I, think it was, like, I think it was their way of just kind of being like, hey, this is like a nice guy. Yeah, he's not your average guy that steals from dead drug dealers. He's uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. But there are two other flaws. Like, when he goes across the border to Mexico, he heaves the money over a fence into a ditch so that he can collect it later. Well, Woody Harrelson, this, this supposed badass guy that's going to take on Javier Bardem, goes and talks to... Um, uh, Brolin in the hospital and then he wanders across the bridge and like pauses and thinks like hmm if I were to hide money where would I hide it looks down the embankment and sees the goddamn money like like he just figures it out for no reason he's walking across a bridge and goes I bet it's in the bushes there well if Woody Harrelson's gonna randomly look in the bushes and find it or look over the bridge to see it down in the bushes Someone jumping across the border would see it, or someone walking across the bridge might see it themselves and decide to take a look. It's just it. There are several flaws. But it's, like it's, that. it's down in the bushes. He he told him where he jumped at, so he went there. I don't think that makes he told sense him. To me. I don't think he told him. Maybe maybe they he told him after they yelled uh, cut. You know what I mean? Maybe it was kind of <laughs> maybe they didn't show the whole conversation. Maybe he sent him a text message. So either way, I. I still I love No Country for Old Men, but a couple of the flaws I still like Batman more. I still thought, but it didn't even get nominated. It's not a matter of No Country for Old Men beat Batman. Sure, Batman sure. didn't yeah. even get no, nominated I, I, because yeah, it's absolutely. a comic. It, it totally should have been. What, what are some other ones that were nominated that year, man? Because like No Country for Old Men, yeah, like that that deserves to be where it is for sure, man. But like. Um, yeah, I'm sure some of the other ones that were nominated were clearly not as good as Batman. Actually, it was a really good fucking year. Michael Clayton, love that film. It's one of Michael my Clayton. favorites. No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, Juno, and then the only one I haven't heard of is Atonement. So it was a good fucking year for movies. You've seen- I don't remember that one. I, I feel like I, I sort of recognize the name Michael Clayton, but I don't I don't remember what it was about. It was uh, It's uh, George Clooney as a lawyer... But he's not a lawyer. He's a fixer in a legal firm. And, um... You know, I never saw that. So there's a huge cover-up. Uh, there, there, there's a case. It's like a Monsanto thing in Wisconsin where these farmers are suing this big petrochemical company. Okay. And one of the lawyers in the firm goes insane. He realizes that, I think, that the, the chemical company's in the wrong and the family's in the right. And... George Clooney plays the fixer that has to make everything right. And it's really well done. It's a very slow-paced. It's, uh, it's by Tony Gilroy, I believe. And I, I highly recommend it. It's one of I fucking absolutely love it. Just Yeah, I'll check it out, man. So, all right, let's talk about other things. We've talked about movies a lot. I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, you on the podcast have a million and one times, and deservedly so, set, talked about Vice. It's one of your favorite things. They're documentaries. And I finally got HBO a couple weeks ago, so I've been tearing through it. I just watched all of season one. Oh, it's great. It is great. However, uh, I love it. How do I, I, I don't want to say but. I like it. I love it. It's like No Country for Old Men. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I do find flaws with it. Watching, yeah, yeah. Vice ain't perfect, man. No. Especially, watching, especially if you look at their, their online... Um, their, their their news articles like if, if you if you like them on Facebook they will have the weirdest fuck so some of them will be like the show where like hey here's some hard hitting shit where we you know snuck into North Korea and filmed Kim Jong Il you know getting pissed on by hookers or like whatever right but then they'll have these other articles where it'll be like 
I drank food coloring and it turned my pee pee a funny color, right? And it's just like, what? Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't, wait a minute. Are you hard hitting journalism or are you doing poo poo pee pee stories? Like, what are you fucking talking about? Well, and I've even pointed that out to you a couple of times where I've found an article like the food coloring and said, ah, oh, here's your boy's advice. I get it, though. You have to throw a lot of shit out there to get people in. Like, I think the hope is you're going to see a food coloring pee pee story and then get roped into a hard-hitting story yeah. like, oh, well, what's this? That's clickbait, and I get that. Here's, I don't want to say my problem with season one is Vice, like anybody, they know they need viewers, so they're a little sensationalistic at times. They did some really good reporting yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... on cashmere, but they, the, it was good reporting, but at the same time, they sort of gave it that, this is going to start World War III now vibe. Yeah. Well, that was 2013. Hasn't happened yet. They also did the... The, a really good report on the Chinese housing market, but it was also, this is going to collapse the world economy now. Well, again, that was 2013. Sure. hasn't happened. So as much as it is really good reporting, and I really enjoy it, they also build it up. Like, their best things is when they when they do investigative backtracking reporting, where they talk about something that has already happened, and they go in depth and why we missed it. I can't think of an example right now, but yeah. it's when they project into the future, nobody is a clairvoyant. So it's you kind of got to add that element of danger to it to make it people tune in and fear. But they do really... Here's my favorite thing about Vice, is I love uh, the first season. I watched, uh, as I said, all of it. Uh, do you remember Andrew? I don't know if he's still on the show because I just started season two, but Andrew is this five foot six, 121 pound geeky guy with acne. Do you remember him? I think I know. He's got glasses and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they yeah. send him to do the most fucked up shit. They send him to Senegal to do like that brutal wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And he gets. I think I remember that one. He gets beat by a six year old kid, <laughs> but then he beats his guy in his match. He gets into an actual nighttime match and for whatever yeah. reason wins. And he even says. I tried to ask them, like, are you sure you didn't fix this to make me look good? And they're like, no, no, you won fair That's and square. Funny, How horrible is that, that this guy that gets beat by a six-year-old beats an adult, like that guy in Senegal, his his career is over when he gets beat by the skinny 121-pound American. You sure they didn't fit? I don't know, man. I, said, I, 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 I said, smell a rat. Yeah, I smelled a rat too. But but they also sent him to uh, China when they are talking about men looking for brides, and he put on a, you know... A, a number like a marathon and walked around like looking for a bride. But that's what's funny because they have, I can't Oh, yeah, name. I remember that. They have a reporter, not the main guy, Shane, that found it, but they have another like good looking bearded tattoo reporter. And I'm like, why not send the good looking bearded guy to look for it? No, they sent the skinny acne guy to China to represent America in the dating game. I thought that Dude, was I like funny. the idea of a, of a skinny, nerdy looking guy being, because it's like, you know, they're going to. He's, he's going to have to haggle more. Yeah, that's. I wish he would have haggled more, you know, and just really talk well, he, prices. And like, come on. He did <laughs> Tell get me a your daughter. Date, but she didn't want him because I can't remember why. He didn't make enough money or something. That's it's funny. A buyer's market for women there, which I thought was great. But, yeah, I hear you. I like – I. I always, uh, this is for the listeners, listeners, I always heard Jake talk about Vice, and I always like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try and watch it online. Now that I have HBO, I'm absolutely as addicted as anyone. It's it's good shit. It's good shit. And oh, they, yeah, like, I'm not saying that they, they definitely do, we're going to, we're going to report a seven like it's a ten. Like, they, they'll, they'll do yeah. that. They'll, they'll puff it up, I mean, but it's like, you know, there's not a whole lot of news sources that don't kind of do that to oh, make they their all do, yeah. story seem a little I think I was just 
I think I was just hoping that Vice was above it. And for the most part, they are. They don't, they're, they're not flashy sensationalism and editing, but they do creep that ominous tone in when they need to. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely, they, they build the suspense a little too much. Yeah, I, they, they, they definitely err on the side of we're, we're going to make this a bigger story than it is, you know. Well, my favorite one is, uh, do you remember the Indonesia one? It was also with Andrew, my favorite, where they talked about smoking in Indonesia. And they oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the, uh, they had the, the clinics where, yes, where yes, they, they yes. were saying that cigarette smoke would, would cure cancer. So he goes there and they wrap him in tinfoil like a <laughs> yes. baked potato and just the, blow the cigarette smoke in there. The negative ions out or the positive ions. Yeah. In. But that was, the, that was the pitch. I even wrote it down. Is, uh, where did it, they said uh, they have clinics that treat smoking-related diseases like cancer cancer with more smoking that's how they treat don't the- listen to people that say that marlboro's <laughs> is bad for your your lung cancer that's fake news fuck that come in uh, here we're gonna we're gonna burn a whole carton of marlboro's while you stand over it uh, they treated his acne andrew the acne andrew they put they said oh you have acne we'll treat it using smoking <laughs> Yeah, which is great, but that's that's also uh, my favorite part of that whole uh, segment was they interviewed, they showed this kid who was nine years old buying cigarettes, and then they followed him to the kid's smoking place where it was all kids that are eight, nine, ten years old smoking cigarettes, and then they interview his dad, and they say his dad's like, well, the problem here is that they sell to minors and they advertise to minors, and then he takes a drag off a cigarette. And yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, Dad, that's the problem, is that he's seeing a billboard. And then they it's, interview it's the kid. It's got nothing to do with the parents. Right, None and then whatsoever. they interview the kid. They, they say, why do you smoke? And he said, well, my dad smokes and my brother smokes, so I started doing it too. It's like, <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you learn a lot from your your house, man. That's that's going on. It's, it's going to affect you a lot more than some fucking billboard, man. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's what you grow up in and what you see every day. And sure, you see a billboard every day, but it's in passing. You're like, oh, there's a billboard. It's There's a billboard. There's a billboard. You live under your roof, and whatever your parents do, you're going to fucking emulate. So, Yeah. Dude, speaking of... Um... Speaking of uh, journalists, though, did you ever get a chance to watch a documentary on Netflix called Nobody Speaks? No, we're going to do that next week. That's the one you gave me, that one, and I haven't had a chance to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a a, a good one, man. Yeah. Um, But let's bring it home. Let's go back to movies. I do want to talk about movies one more time. I forgot. I made a note because we made fun of Taken last week, if you remember. Taken? Taken, the The movie. Oh yeah, like, yeah, Liam Nielsen one, right? Yeah, you yeah. you you made a hilarious joke that uh, you said you know by by the third or fourth sequel it should just be called Bad Parenting. Yeah, and I thought about that. I laughed at the time because it was funny. But after the podcast, I sat back and went, well, wait a second. I've seen all three of those pieces of shit. Well, one was good and two and three were shitty just because I put them on yeah. in the background. Um, sure. Taken one is the daughter is taken. Taken two is. Dad gets kidnapped and the daughter has to help him. And Taken 3 was that Famke Jansen, his ex-wife, got killed because her husband was involved in drug dealing or something like that. I can't even remember. Which means the third one, no one was actually taken. They were just, like, using the, the series and the title to... Like, they, they probably took a script that had nothing to do... Someone wrote so a... So it shouldn't have been called Taken 3 exactly. at all. It, could, it should have just been called The Dead Ex-Wife. Exactly. But see, that like... doesn't... They're, they're, they're worried that... You know what, though? I Since I hate sequels so much, I would go to a movie called The Dead Ex-Wife way before I'd go see a movie called Taken 3. <laughs> but, uh, 
but That's most people like familiarity, so they take this yeah. m- the scripts like, oh, I wrote a script about a, a rich guy who was involved in drug dealing, so the drug dealers killed his wife, but then the, the ex-husband of the dead wife is a military guy, and so they just say, okay, we'll just call it taken, but that, that's fucked up because that's like saying, you know, you just say, you take the script for when, uh, like, I don't know, uh, The Notebook or any, like, one of those romance, Harold, what's his name, Sparks, Nicholas Sparks movie, yeah. and then you put John McClane in it, and it's Die Hard 7, but it has nothing I, I, to do I got with it. it, I got it, taken four. Uh, Liam Nielsen uh, moves into this house where uh, he doesn't get along with his neighbors so well. There's like frat boys next door. <laughs> and it's like a comedy about Liam Nielsen and uh, well, the hijinks that, that go on between him and the frat boys. are calling it Taken 4. Yes, that's right. That's exactly what they do. And we buy into it because if I've seen, and, and you can insult me all you want for this, and I deserve it. I've seen all five Die Hard movies. And the first two are good. The third one's eh, shitty, watchable. But third, third fourth, one's pretty decent. I, I thought. I mean, it's, right. it's not it's, as good as the first. Sam two, Jackson but. helps out a lot, but it's, yeah, it's still yeah. a little. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work that Samuel Jackson. Yeah, um, but four and five are just god awful pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah, I think I saw four, but not five. And yeah. five is even worse. But it's the same thing. By five, by four and five, all you're doing is just taking John McClane. Like the first one was trapped in a building. You're like, okay. Second one trapped in an airport kind of there's something like okay i get that third one okay trapped in new york kind of i guess and then the fourth and fifth one are just fucking off the wall they're like oh fourth one is trapped on the east coast or i mean it's it's not even it's just like take john mcclane and put him in any any situation and call it a diehard film yeah it just yeah. loses steam all right uh, all right i got i got a diehard six here's here's what we're okay. gonna do <laughs> okay uh he he lives in a fishing town in in minnesota um, he, he's more like a, like, like a stern, rigid, rug, you know, rugged type, but then he's got this neighbor who he, he it's like an older guy. I was going to say, are they going to make this in 10 more years when they're a little older and a little grumpier? Is that where this is going? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, he's definitely an old man who's grumpy. And see, see, the other guy's also an old man who's grumpy, but they, yeah, they have slightly different personalities, like, uh, you know, different styles of, uh, of, of, of fishing shanties. You know, one of them uh, plays a lot of classical music, the other one watches uh, uh, sports games while they're fishing. Uh, we could call it Grumpy, uh, no, sorry, Die Hard 6. Die Hard, <laughs> Hard 6, exactly. that's what we call this movie. <laughs> All right, kids, uh, thanks for listening. If you have sequels, Tell us, email us, email us your sequels, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com. Write a nice review of us and tell your friends to listen to our podcast. Please, please, please. All right, thanks for tuning in. Later.